Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Luke chapter 10, while you're still standing, we'll jump into the word of the Lord. Luke chapter 10. And uh, we're going to read just a few verses of scripture, starting in verse number 38. Love the story that we find here. The Bible says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Verse 41, Jesus responds, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Amen. Um, just want to unpack this story with you a little bit in our time today and just speaking to you from this subject, being present, being present and the importance of, of that. Amen. God bless you this morning. You may be seated if you promise not to make fun of me if my voice squeaks or cracks today. See what this, these weather changes do to me? Uh, 65, 68 degree temps in February will do that to a person. Uh, this morning, I want us to, to take a look at what is going on in, in Luke chapter 10 and what is it that has caused Jesus to celebrate one sister and kind of shame another one in, in front of everyone. So speaking to you on the subject, being present, um, one thing that we learned from the scripture is Jesus was always present. I mean, if we were looking for a model, an example of how to engage and, and be present in the world and in today that we we live in, Jesus is the model. Jesus is the example because he was always engaged and in every moment. And, and I have a desire to be like that. But unfortunately, I am not always like that. And so one of my prayers is for God to help me to be engaged in, in whatever it is that is in front of me. I want to be where my feet are at. And, and I want to not just, you know, not just live for the happy moments and, and live for the, the good times and the, and the powerful moments and the, the outwardly meaningful moments, but I want to be present at all moments, even the annoying moments. I wonder how many of you, by show of hands, live in one of the annoying moments right now. Anybody? Don't point at the moment. Um, okay. You know, there, there are some seasons of life that are more annoying than others. Amen? Amen. Um, 
and it's it's wild to me and and uh i i am just like everyone in this room here today that um that have gone through annoying seasons and there are days that i come home from work and and uh, and see the battle that my wife has faced and endured raising three little humans right um and and keeping the house clean is such a task and it's almost one that you're like, this is pointless. Why, why do I even do this? I, you know, you know how many times I heard, I just cleaned that, or I just swept there. You know, I just picked that all up and now it is, it is there again in my face, right? Come on, some parents. You know what I'm talking about. There's those times where you come home and you're completely annoyed by the, did you done, you know, I, you know, Mallory works uh, every once in a while on a Saturday and I'll have the boys and I'll do my best to make sure the house is in order when she gets home. And there's been some days that she's come home and I said, I just want you to let you know this was clean. Like this was clean for a moment. Okay. It, it, it wasn't like I sat here all day and just looked at this mess. This wasn't like this. Okay. Um, but you know, it's, it's funny because it's, it's a season that we're in. Right. And then all of a sudden, one day, and I'm not looking forward to this day, but one day I will come home to a very, very clean house. I will come home to where everything is in order because all of the little nuggets that we raised have now grown and, and have homes of their own or out doing life on their own. And so we all fall in that cycle, right, of complaining today about moments that we'll miss tomorrow. But there are those seasons that, you, you know, you do get annoyed, but we, we should desire still to be present in those seasons, to be present in those moments. Jesus was fully engaged in the moments. Everybody still here this morning? Are you guys still here? Come on, if you're here, say, I'm here. Because statistically speaking, the odds would show that I've lost some of you already. <laughs> Harvard, a little well-known school, uh, did a study, and what they found out was that 47% of the time, people's minds are not in the same place that their feet are. 47% of the time. So if you're in a conversation with somebody, your mind isn't fully engaged in that conversation. Okay, almost, almost, you know, you know, uh, half of your waking life, 47%, your mind isn't fully engaged with where the rest of your body is at currently. Think about how often you're in conversations with people, and I'm guilty of this. I can be talking to somebody, and it could be a spiritual conversation, and I could be thinking about my golf swing, that something just popped in my head of, oh, I can tweak it, and I can... And it, it almost says it, and almost brought just a, a golf club to just kind of prove that I could be talking to somebody, but in my mind, I'm like going through my swing. People after church, you'll be talking to me. They're like, he's thinking about his golf swing right now. 47% of the time, half of our waking life, our minds are not engaged with where our feet are at. We're not really uh, known for being present. We're not really known for being engaged. And so we find this story in Luke chapter 10. Martha said to Jesus in verse 40, she's like, you know, don't you care that I'm working in here all by myself? And Jesus responded. He said, Martha, Martha, 
So we're dealing with two Marthas here. Uh, how many of you know that when mom throws out the middle name, they mean business, right? Yeah, I always knew that when my mom hollered out Bryce Matthew, that it was serious. It was serious business. Like, you need to, you need to pay attention to what comes out of my mouth next when I, when I throw out your middle name, okay? It means stop whatever it is you're doing and stop it quickly and listening. That's one thing. But doubling down on your first name is on another level. Martha, Martha, okay? So what is it that has Jesus so glad about one sister's contributions and so disappointed with the other? And it wasn't that he was, it wasn't that he was grading them on, on their personality types, all right? There wasn't uh, going through and understanding and grading them, okay, you're, a, you're this personality or you're that personality and we're going to grade you. That isn't what he's doing here, okay? So this is not some sort of Enneagram issue that we're having because there are Mary people and there are Martha people by design okay, as God has put within us. So we're not saying that, you know, one personality is better or superior than the other because uh, thank God for the Mary people and thank God for the Martha people. You know, you have the Mary people that notice all of the colors around them, and then you have Martha people who have the compass in their hands, right? And God bless the Martha people. If you're ever out hiking, you want a Martha in the group with you. You do. You want somebody like that. You know, Mary's like, look at the scenery. Look how beautiful it is. And look how gorgeous this is. Look at the colors and everything. And Martha's like, we're quite a ways off the road here. And the sun is getting ready to go down. Like, we probably need to start heading back. We can't stay out here too much longer. Mary's like, look at these flowers. Look at that. I've never seen flowers like that. And Martha's like, this way's north. <laughs> this way's north. Okay? And so... Jesus isn't shaming her because of how she was built. He's the one who built her. He's the creator. He designed her. Okay, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So are these women that we find in the story. And in fact, regardless of whether you're a Mary type or a Martha type, every single one of us should have the heart to serve like a Martha. Every single one of us. And Jesus put that very clear when he said in Mark 10, Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be a servant. Servant. If you, want to be a, if you want to be first, be the slave of everybody. Okay? For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Mary is not better than Martha because she wasn't serving. And Martha isn't worse than Mary because she was serving. Martha's problem was not what she did, but how she did it and what she missed out on because of that. Okay, so I want to show us this morning, um, Martha didn't do a bad thing. She did a good thing in the wrong way because she lost her heart. She lost her center. She lost her why. Why was she doing this, if you're a, if you're a leader um, in, in any setting, in a business setting, um, uh, if you're a leader in an educational setting, whatever, you, whatever way you find yourself seeking to motivate a, a group of people, it is, it is so important that you don't just focus on the what, but you, f- you focus at, at, at least as much amount of time on the why. 
on the why. I think it was Simon Sinek who wrote the book, Start With Why. Why is important. Why you're doing this. Why, 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 are you, why are you doing it that way? Why are we here? When you lose that, when you lose your why, you always lose your way. Okay? And that's where we find uh, Martha. She had lost her, her way. She had lost her way because she had lost her why. Now, if she hadn't been the way that she was, there would be no gathering for Mary to sit at the feet of Jesus, right? I mean, we read this story sometimes and we think, oh man, Mary, how great. And we should all be like Mary. But if Martha hadn't gone out and got the dips and chips and all that stuff, there wouldn't be this opportunity. There wouldn't be an opportunity for Mary to sit. So it's good that Martha did this, but she just lost her why. She got so wrapped up in the party being perfect, she forgot about the guest of honor. She got so wrapped up in her party, she was planning for who? Jesus. She forgot about who it was that was there. She forgot simply about being present with the Lord. And and if you and I are not careful, we can get so caught up with coming to church and, and singing together and doing our little worship song together and, and seeing all of our friends and brothers and sisters and we go out to eat and, and, and we get back all of a sudden back home all the while we missed out on the most important part of everything that we're doing here today and that is time with Jesus. Being present and engaged in this moment that we're a part of. Just being in his presence. And when we do that, we lose the anchor. We lose our center. We, we lose our heart when we get wrapped up with the distractions that easily set in. And that's, that's can I tell you, that's why people get weary? Can I tell you, that's why people burn out of this? Okay, that's when, that's when people backslide and walk away from God because resentment sets in, jealousy sets in. And if we don't, if we don't stop that train from headed down those tracks, pretty soon you could end up in the dangerous position of trying to correct God, okay? Because not only did Martha now start to feel a sense of what is Mary doing and where is Mary and what is she up to and, and how Mary should be living, which is easy to do. It's easy to do. When you have burnout, when you've lost your core, lost your way, lost your why, you then look at other people and you begin to critique their life. Okay? Well, they're not doing what they should be doing and they're not where they're supposed to be at and that's not how they should be behaving and they shouldn't be doing that and they shouldn't be over there and, and all because we're not right. Things aren't right for us. She knew perfectly how Mary should be Mary, which was trying to become a little bit more like Martha. But after that, she makes the audacious step to begin to chastise Jesus and tell Jesus how Jesus should be Jesus. They're there. They're at the table. She invited him into the house She threw a party for him, 
But she's gotten so wrapped up in the what and forgotten about the why and the who that she not only is angry at Mary, but she actually interrupts Jesus' message. Jesus, tell my sister to get in here. She needs to help me. Why don't you care? She's accusing Jesus of not caring. Don't you care about my party? Don't you care about that my party that I'm throwing for you? Don't you feel honored? So stop preaching. Stop, stop the message. And tell her to get in the kitchen. Hear me this morning. If, if, if the things we are doing for God aren't fueled by the time that we're spending with him, we will eventually begin to think that we're the main character of the story. We'll begin to, in the situation, forget that there is a king among us. And we are not that king. That there is one among us who sits on the throne, and it is not one of us. Hear me today. That position is not meant for me. It's not meant for you. That position is meant for Jesus Christ and him alone. Don't miss that. Don't mess that up. That throne isn't meant for you. It's meant for him. So the point of this, the point of this message isn't to shame Martha, but it's to learn from Mary so that we can rise up and serve with a heart like Martha. But when we miss that moment, when we miss that purpose, when we miss that beating heart, what ends up happening? We get distracted with many things. Many things. And those many things, inevitably, we end up, as Jesus said, Anxious and troubled. Anybody just, was that your goal this year in 2024? I just want to be the most anxious person. I want to be so troubled. I just, whatever situation I want to take it personally. Anybody? Was that your goal? No. None of us, none of us want to be in that boat. None of us want to be in that camp. Jesus is telling us how we get there. Distracted with many things and we end up anxious and troubled, anxious and troubled, when we're not getting that time with him like we're supposed to, we end up giving ourselves over to anxiety and over to troubles. In our day, it's not just the dinner party, okay? You and I are living in the age of technology, and I love technology, so don't take this again as a meet me on the parking lot, let's destroy the TV and the iPads, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. You and I live in the age of technology. Okay, and I love technology, and the technology advances are getting faster by the day. I'm telling you, five years from now, this world will look completely different than what it looks like right now, should the Lord tarry. Just talking about technology, okay? We've got some pretty cool technology at work that they're just getting ready to roll out that's going to help Bryce create and craft some incredible emails to send to his customers that hopefully land them business. Pretty cool stuff, right? I can just kind of help me out, give me the words to say, and, and it helps, it's going to help me craft email. That's the technology that we're a part of. Probably five years from now, I just probably have to hit a button that just sends this email. I just say, just make it say to Ted from Bryce. You say whatever, and it will say all the right things. That's the technology, and that's just a small part of it. Okay, so we live in that age, and we live in that, this time frame of technology. And, and so right now, it's not just the dinner party. But it's also that. It's also the devices that we have in, in front of us while we're trying to plan the party. 
right? If you ever playing a party before, right? You're not you're on your you're you're not just getting the party together, but you're over there, you're on Pinterest, and you're trying to, oh, we need that, and we need to put those on the table, and oh, that's the kind of lighting that we need, and we got to get these decorations, and we're looking up YouTube videos to figure out how to make this extravagant meal, and we're following it step by step, and we minimize it on the screen so that we can keep scrolling on Pinterest and making sure that we're saying we're posting our pictures on Instagram and Facebook to let everybody know what's about to go down over here and what they're missing out on that they weren't even invited to. And there's something, all of a sudden, we need to buy on Amazon. So we got that app open over there, and we got to get it because it's not here. And so now we got to get it on the way. And then we get to the place where what happens? We end up distracted, and we're, not, we're no longer in the moment. We're no longer engaged. We're no longer present. And then inevitably, distraction leads to anxiety, and trouble. And soon, we've lost our way because we're so divided. We're, we're so pulled in all of these directions that we're not giving much of ourselves to any of the number of things that we're trying to do on any given moment. According to a recent study, on average, on average, we touch the screens of our phone, we tap, swipe, or whatever, on average, 2,617 times per day. Now, to put that in perspective, folks, there is only 1,440 minutes in a day. Just so you know, we are touching our phones on the average day more times in the day than there are minutes in the day. And what does that lead to? Anxiety and trouble. What's wild to me is they actually have found it takes exactly 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get full force back into whatever you were working on before the distraction. Have you ever gone to do something and picked up your phone and saw the little red notification and hit it and then only to be come back 30 minutes, 45 minutes later after you've scrolled and be like, what was I getting ready to do? Anybody? Am I the only one? Okay, I'm the only one. <laughs> okay? You know, it's just, it's, it's just one quick second. I'm just going to refresh this. Just let me check one thing. I just need to check one thing. One quick second. Check the images. I need to just one quick. One, I got a notification. Just one second. They actually found that it's about 23 minutes and 15 seconds before your mind can fully get back to whatever you were working on before. So there's a cost for that distraction. Not the actual time that was spent consuming the thing, but actually now that the time that your brain has to slowly get back into the deep place of work. But here's the deal. Some of us really never get back to that because we'll never go a full 23 minutes and 15 seconds before we refresh. Just one more thing, just one more time, just one more thing and I'll be done. Anxiety and trouble. How is it so easy to spend so much time on these devices 
And it's how is it so hard to stop? Can I tell you? Some of the smartest people in the world have designed these apps to exploit psychological vulnerabilities, okay? To make it as easy as possible for you to get back into it. Their whole goal is to keep you as long as they possibly can. If, you're, if, you, if you have an app on your phone that you didn't have to pay to install, they're getting money somehow. And the money that they're getting is in many cases from advertisers who they need to show to the advertisers, if you buy these ads, here's what value, here's what value you're going to get. And what is that value? You and me. That's the value. You and me. Our attention. The attention that we have. Small pieces of our attention at a time, and we lose our way because we lost our why. We miss out on the what it was supposed to be about. Now, hearing all this, again, this is not an anti-social media, anti-technology message. You know, it's not destroy your, destroy your cell phones and let's read some books. That's not the message. Although it would say let's read some books. But, it, you know, I, I'm up here. I've obviously got an iPhone, the MacBook, and all of that stuff. Uh, I, I, I love those things. We, we'll stream our service on Facebook later today. This message isn't to completely get rid of the many things that we have easy access to. I just simply say this. Let's use technology and not be used by technology. Let's understand that there is a system in place that is rigged and it's not rigged in our favor. So, hey, let's get our lives back. Let's get our focus back. Let's not be given over to what is leading us to higher levels of anxiety and trouble. What's the, what's the normal response that you get from people when you ask them, hey, how, how you been? How's things going? Haven't seen you in a while. What have you been up to? What do people say? Busy. Super busy. Just been busy. So busy. Busy. Man. It's like we can't even think of anything to say. We love it. Our, our neighbors and stuff. We were walking one day and Mallory asked them how they were doing, how's things been going. And she literally paused and she's like, looked over at her husband. She's like, what have we been up to lately? What did she say? I can't remember. I almost feel like she was telling us something new that they bought. I was like, that was so refreshing. Let's just think about it. Of course, we were just doing the nice little, how you been doing? We were hoping to say good. Us too, bye. You know, we want to continue on our walk. I, I'm not anti-people, don't get me wrong, but sometimes I do like to just continue on doing what I was doing. But, um, you know, most people, that's the normal response. Busy, man, just crazy busy, doing great, super busy. You been busy? Oh, crazy busy. Winter, winter was busy. Summer, summer looks like it's going to be just as mad busy. That's the typical response, right? Busy. And I get it. Sometimes we are busy. And if we were to share schedules after church, you would probably blow mine out of the water for what is on yours. But I want to encourage you today, stop speaking that into your life. Stop speaking that into your spirit. Do we have responsibilities that we carry, that we have to carry? Yes, we do. Do we have a full plate? Absolutely would do. But you know what else we have? You and I have the Holy Ghost who gives us the strength to power through it, okay? You, busy, 
Being busy is a choice. Being busy is state of mind, but it's a lie that we get trapped in. We got to remember what Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And if we can learn that, I'm telling you, we can be present in the moment. We can choose to be here in the moment and not miss out. Yes, there is other things going on in the world, but we're here right now. You're here right now. We're here together right now, and this is what we get. This is the moment, this instance, and you know what? God is here. You are here, and we'll never get this moment again. And so, I don't know about you, I'm not going to be simultaneously here, simultaneously there. I'm not going to be trying to my live my life over here while secretly being jealous of your life over there or what God's doing through you. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be focused. I'm going to be right here, right now. I reject the notion and the push and the pull to be busy. No, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to drink deeply of this life that Jesus died for me to live. I want to be present. Let me ask you this. As our music comes today, um, <coughs> give, and this is, again, we're close to New Year's still. This is, you know, the time of year we, we think about our life and we think about where we want to be in a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, ten. Where, where do we want our lives to be? You ever ask that question, you know, where do you want to be? Who do you want to become? What do you want your life to look like in 10 years? What do you want it to look like? There's an ancient Chinese proverb that says this. If you don't change your direction, you'll end up exactly where you're going. If you don't change your direction, you'll end up exactly where you're going. So I have a question. With the life that you're living right now, where is that going to take you? What, what trajectory are you on? Now, we don't have a, we don't have a, we can't see into the future, right? We're not God. But if you were to put a predictive scenario on your life based upon the life that you're living right now, where are you in the future? Where will you be in the next couple of years? Where Will you be full of peace or will you have higher rates of anxiety and trouble? And the single most valuable currency that you and I have to spend is our attention. So what are you paying attention to today? Martha wanted to tell Jesus what to do. Mary wanted to sit and listen. She wanted to listen to what Jesus had to say and what he was going to do. Do you see the world of difference? Mary discovered that when you, fit, when you sit at the feet of Jesus... You know things that other people don't know. 
How do they know that? How, how do they act like that with such confidence? How can they do that? When you sit at the feet of Jesus, you know things that other people don't know. I'll show it to you. When you get to John chapter 12, there's a party. Jesus is sitting there. And, 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 and all of a sudden, Mary comes out and she pours out this precious anointing oil on his feet. She pours it out. And the people are like, what in the world? What's she doing? She's lost her mind. She doesn't know what she's doing. This is valuable. What's she doing? Why is she pouring it out on his feet? And Jesus is like, stop. She knows what I'm about to go do. No one else knew that Jesus was about to die on that cross. Not even his disciples. They were surprised. Mary wasn't surprised. She saw it coming. He said she realizes this is the only anointing my body's going to get before I do the work of the cross. How did she know that? How was she there at the right time? How did she know to invest in that stock before it was getting ready to go through the roof? Because she was present. She sat at his feet. She listened to what he said. She listened to the words that came out of his mouth. She paid attention to the one thing that truly matters. And the Bible promises that it could be that way for you and I too. Why? Because the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Those who pay attention. Those who are present. Those who are sitting at his feet. He'll trust you with things that he doesn't trust with other people. He'll put things in your hands and in, in other people's hands he's not placing because they're not present. You won't miss out on the chance to hear what he wants to do in the world that we live in and you'll get to be a part of it. As you stand with me today, I ask, where is your attention Where, what are you paying attention to right now? Where's your focus? Where, where are your eyes pointed to? What are you in, what are you investing in? What are, what are you, what are you thinking about? What is on your mind? Can I encourage you? to set your eyes on him today. Can I encourage you to be present in this moment that we've been given? Can I encourage you to be engaged in this service like you've never been engaged before? To set your affections on things that are above and not the many things that we have going on outside of these four walls. Can you pay attention to Jesus today? And when you do, you'll know that nothing will be able to separate you from the love of Jesus.
Bring your anxiety to him. Bring your trouble to him. Those things pop up in your life, but they're not going to be able to separate you from him. There's no distress. There's no tribulation. There's no persecution or famine, no peril or sword, death nor life, no powers, nothing present or things to come will be able to separate you but can you be present as they begin to sing this song would you just lift up your hands right now for a moment of just prayer and acknowledgement Lord you are in the room Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.